Want to navigate your way from book idea to bestseller and beyond? You're in the right place. Listen in for interviews with industry experts and inspiring authors who are making their mark in the world of independent publishing. Get ready for down-to-earth, actionable advice and insights from those who know the business best. Welcome to the She Gets Published podcast. Here's your host, best-selling author, transformational book coach, and indie publishing mentor, Lynette Pottle. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Lynette Pottle. I am so excited. You are getting a front row seat to today's episode. It is filled with insights and value bombs that I know from firsthand experience can be the exact needle movers you need to show up and be more visible. Getting the opportunity to introduce you to today's guest has me smiling from ear to ear. She is as genuine as the day is long, the consummate cheerleader with a heart the size of Texas. It is my total joy to introduce you to media and publicity coach, Danette Kobanda. Danette is an Emmy award-winning television producer, writer, speaker, media coach, and publicity consultant. Her extensive career spans more than 20 years in the business working for some of the most recognized and respected names in the industry. She's earned the highest award in the field, twice, with two daytime Emmy awards to her credit. She began her career at CNN, then moved on to the legendary Oprah Winfrey Show, where she spent four years helping viewers to live their best lives. She then produced multiple TV shows for HGTV, Fine Living Network, Fox 20th Television, and CBS. After years of sifting through pitches from public relation representatives, authors, and experts seeking to secure a segment on one of her shows, she now is offering her hard-won wisdom and expertise to clients of her own. She knows what producers are looking for in a guest, and she's helping people become the media darlings they're searching for. Yowzer! <laughs> Exciting, right? I'm imagining right about now you're leaning in with anticipation for this value-packed conversation, so I'm not going to leave you waiting any longer. Here we go. Let's dive in. Danette, I am so excited to introduce you to all of our She Gets Published community. Like I talked about in the intro, not only do I know your brilliance from afar, I have had the opportunity to be working with you over this last year. So it's extra special to me that you are making time to be with us here today. I am so happy to be here. I love talking to you no matter how we do it. So thanks for having me. <laughs> well, good. So today, hopefully we'll feel like we're just pulling back the curtain to one of our normal conversations. Um, but I did want to start out, first of all, let's just acknowledge how often are we able to sit down and talk with someone that has won two Emmy Awards to talk about PR and media? I mean, how cool is that? So so thank you again for being here. What I wanted to start with is something I know how it landed for me personally when we started working together, but in your experience of working as a PR and media coach and consultant, what is it that you find that you push up against? What are women pushing up against when it comes to 
being seen. I know a lot of brilliant women who've written books and are quietly sitting in the background. And you have, I think, some words of advice, but what's been your experience? What are what are some of the challenges that women have, typically your clients that you've seen as far as being seen and being visible? I think especially when it comes to women, I think we have a hard time putting ourselves out there, kind of being the center of attention. We're used to kind of running in the background and making sure everything goes perfectly just as planned. And to kind of talk ourselves up feels uncomfortable because for Mm. so long we've been taught to put other people ahead of ourselves, whether that was a direct order (laughs) somewhere in our lives or, or if we've got kind of got those messages subliminally, it's always been, you know, you know, you don't want to be a show off. You don't want to brag about what you're doing, but when you're doing these amazing things that these women are doing now, when they're, when you're writing a book, I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big accomplishment. So you should talk about it. You should let everybody know. But we just have that uncomfortable feeling when we're talking about, you know, that that we're making ourselves look, trying to make ourselves look good or show off or something like that. When really it's all about kind of sharing your expertise. You know, you worked hard to gain that knowledge and sharing that with other people who can benefit from your expertise. It's, it's, You know, our friend Jen says it all the time. It's our responsibility to help other people. So it's not being boastful. It's just letting people know how you can help. And sometimes if you just reframe the way you think about things, you can get out of that uncomfortable stage and into a stage of sharing. Yeah. And that's such a great point because it's not about being braggadocious and showing up and tuning your own horn. It's the reason we wrote the book was to help and to support and to make an impact Yet when we're quiet and hiding in the shadows, we become the best kept secret and can't serve at our highest level. So yes, I love that about it is our responsibility to show up. So thinking about that and responsibility, I mean, that's a heavy word, right? Responsibility. Mm -hmm. And maybe I don't know, like it's a total change of mindset. Maybe someone's listening and thinking, oh my Lord, uncomfortable is it an understatement for how this feels to to start showing up and being visible and to think about PR and media. So let's start at the very beginning, maybe. What would be your advice for just starting out, maybe with those mindset shifts or some small, subtle steps that can ease us into the bigger pond of sparking the credibility continuum? I talk about all the time that happens when we put ourselves out there and the media and PR is part of that, which creates more opportunities. So what can we, how can we start? Well, I think the, the first thing is to really consciously make that mindset shift from, a, you know, feeling like you're bragging about your accomplishments to approaching it from a place of service that you are helping other people because you work so hard for your area of expertise. So putting that out there for someone and sharing it with them is helping people. It's not about, just like you said, tooting your own horn. It's about coming out of the shadows and letting people know you can help because they don't know. They don't know you can help unless you tell them. So it's really just a matter of sharing your experience. And people really want to learn from people that they can relate to. So Um, You know, share your struggle along the way. You know, what were some of the bumps in the road that you found you you fell into? Because chances are that audience who's listening is in that place now. And if you can share that you were there and you came out on the other side, 
then they feel the confidence that they could do the same thing too if they follow your advice. So just being able to kind of share your journey along the way encourages other people to take those first couple of steps and get themselves out there too. Absolutely. It's kind of like that permission slip, right? Oh my gosh, if she can do it and she made it through that, well, what's stopping me? I can do this as well. So having that conscious reframe is a great first step for sure. And I know something else, one of the things that in our conversations and ways that you've helped me is also shining a spotlight on the fact that the things that come to us naturally, for me, relationships come, that's always at the forefront of my mind. And so sometimes that's why getting, you know, making pitches and doing that thing can feel a little icky because it's like, eh, is this self-serving? But you talk a lot about the long game and building relationships. So let's dig into that just a wee bit. Absolutely. And, and one thing I want to mention about you, Lynette, is you have a gift for making people feel like they're your best friend the first time they meet you. And, and that's something not to take for granted because a lot of, because it is, it is all about relationship building. And when you can put someone at ease like that and make them feel that they, that you, again, you understand them, you can relate to them. That's a big part of building that relationship. Um, and when it comes to media, we're all just people, <laughs> you know, those producers and editors and journalists who are out there writing the stories and putting, you know, stories together for TV. We're people who want to have relationships too. And we're looking for great experts who can share great information with our audiences. And I think a lot of times people kind of forget that, you know, in the media, it just seems so big and powerful and, but it's made up of people. So when you take that, you know, the, the fact that, you know, a million people might be watching this particular television show and, and break it down to, I'm talking to this producer who wants to help their audience do something. It, it can take just that, that fear down a notch so that you're just having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody and sharing how you can help a lot of people through that conversation. So really just kind of breaking it down and thinking, how can my expertise help somebody on a personal level? And that's really what you want to pitch. This is what can help one person at a time. It's just when you reach out via the media, you're reaching a whole lot of people at one time, but you're connecting with them on a one-on-one -on -one level. Yeah. And that insight that you're bringing to this, you've been on both sides of the table, right? As you are helping me and other clients to be able to show up and be seen, you know what it's like to be sitting in that producer's chair and to be getting those pitches. And I'm sure... Like for you on that side of things as that producer, I'm sure it feels amazing to get a pitch, to get a suggestion that it feels like you are being seen, that you're not just some faceless person out there that's getting all of these, I'm sure lots of irrelevant pitches sometimes, but to be helping to make the producer feel special and seen as well. Absolutely. Because, um, and we teach this, you know, everybody hears when you're sending a pitch, address it to a specific person. That really does matter because then it not only does it feel like you understand me as a producer, but you understand our job and what we're doing when we're sharing stories, as opposed to just throwing out a blanket pitch that you're hoping somebody will pick up. When you make it personalized to that producer, you're making it personalized to that particular audience. And that, it, again, it, it just carries the relationship between you and the producer and the relationship between you and that audience so much further. So it, it is, it's all about people. What can you do to serve 
the people you're meeting and, and cultivating that relationship with. Yes. And I'm going to interject a little story right here because, you know, I think back and, and you really talk about the long game and nurturing and building that relationship. PR and media isn't an overnight like a one and done and doing those blanket pitches. It really is about building that relationship. And I think back to um, uh, an appearance, an immediate appearance that I wanted to make. I was pitching this idea and I had been nurturing a relationship with the producer for going on two years. And I came to you, I showed up to our meeting and I'm like, I just feel like, don't you think it's time I go a different angle? Should I talk to someone different at the station? Should I do something different? And I'll never forget how you responded to that because it was a, well, you could do that. And... (laughs) You're listening to the She Gets Published podcast with Lynette Pottle. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe. Why don't you try, you know, why don't you try again? Because you built this foundation. Why not just try a little bit of a different angle? It's a different time, share a different piece of you, um, but continue to build on that relationship. And so I'm like, okay, Jeanette, I'll do it one more time. And guess what? In that final pitch, I put, I threw everything at that. I just felt like I'm just going to show up like this person. I totally took the producer off of the little bit of a pedestal. I still had them Mm -hmm. on and I showed up just person to person. And I talked about personal things because I'd build a relationship on social media, following things that he had been doing, talked about it, talked about our dogs because I knew he was a dog lover, right? I threw everything at that pitch and guess what? After two years, it was that pitch, which I could have easily given up and said, no, I'm just, and quite honestly, if I wasn't working with you, Danette, I would have given up and just gone a different route. So sometimes we're right on the cusp of something. Um, so thank you for that. I just think it's an example of that long game relationship building, um, from the heart strategy. And, and there's so many things you did right with building that relationship. You you got to know him on a personal level. And when you know somebody's dog, (laughs) you know, that person. So, you know, and you, and just like you said, you, you took him off that pedestal. And, and I, I know that it's, we, people do treat producers that way. And we're not, we're just people trying to do our job and make sure that every minute of our show is full. Um, and, and so many people give up before they get there. Mm. And it's, there's so much more into it than just the pitch. Yes. You want to have a great pitch. Yes. You want to build a relationship, but timing plays into it. You know, are we covering that particular topic on this show? Or, you know, did we just cover a topic that was too similar a week ago? And, you know, we just have to wait a little bit longer. So don't take it personally. If you don't hear it, hear back from a producer or an editor right away, chances are it's just the timing's just not quite right. Um, And I have another client um, who did an event with me several years ago. And I just got an email that she finally got booked. It literally eight years from the time she met this producer and has been, you know, following up, sending pitches, again, building that relationship. And it was, it just, it, that was how long it took for the timing to match up perfectly. So don't take it personally. Timing plays into it. Um, and, And just like you said, it is a long game. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And the more 
pleasantly persistent you can be, <laughs> you know, you want to be you want to stay on their radar so that when that topic does come up, you're the first person they think of. Uh, you know, uh, Lynette reaches out to me all the time. She's got such great ideas. Now, you know, this is a perfect show for her and they're going to reach out and call you at that moment. So exactly. Don't give up. Don't give up before your time because it's coming. It just may be taking a little longer than you wanted it to. Yeah. I think the two really big takeaways there, I think, for me is timing, number one, right? Doing your research. If this station just did or news program just did an article or a segment on this a week ago, probably it's not going to be the best timing. And it's sending a message that you're really not interested in them when you do that. So number one, that was standing out. But I think pleasantly persistent is another big thing. It's easy to send that email of like, following up and it just feels like ugh in your face and just one of the things that I found so helpful that you talk about is every time with the follow-up yes part of the pleasantly is also adding value to that conversation when you follow up can you share just a bit about that I am a big proponent of adding value. So each time you follow up, I don't, I, I want to see you follow up with me, but I don't want to open the exact same email every week from you. So if each time I open an email from you, there's something new. Maybe it's a new visual idea. Maybe it's a demonstration you can offer to do. Maybe it's a secondary person I could interview to support your pitch. Whatever you can do to just kind of pump it up a little bit. Maybe there's a new study out um, that you know is going to take your pitch in a different direction. Just always be adding value. And, maybe, and, and value doesn't have to necessarily apply to specifically that pitch that you're sharing. Maybe you're adding value because you know that I love dogs <laughs> and you saw a really funny clip that you think I would appreciate, or there's a new product out that my kids might like. That's where that relationship building comes in. So you can keep following up and keep building that relationship. Just make sure that you're adding value and not just sending the same pitch over and over and over again. You know, one of the things that I found also can be of value when you are, <laughs> when you're building a relationship, and I think it helps that producer feel seen. If they have a fun personality and you're seeing that show up in their social media, I know one of the things that I've done before is even including like a GIF in the um, in the email that might be a little non-traditional, but it fit the person's personality. And I knew that they were a tennis fan. And so I put in a little gift that had to do with tennis and it felt like there was, it was a connection point because again, they felt seen, they felt exactly. seen and not just like all of the mindless pitches. Think about how full our inboxes are. Imagine what it would be like if you're a producer. I mean, you can speak to that, Danette. It's probably wild, <laughs> right? It is crazy. And and the thing I never understood about it is every place I ever worked, we had a limited inbox. <laughs> so I always felt like I was getting that inbox full notification. Um, so it's really important that the emails that are coming in are valuable and that I can quickly see what you are, you know, what you're sharing with me. So again, building that relationship is so important because if I get that message that says my inbox is full, the first ones that are going to get deleted are the ones who I know either are sending me the same thing over and over again or sending me something that doesn't apply to my show. But if if you're building that relationship and I know that I can count on you for a laugh midday when I need it most, <laughs> your emails are going to stay there. <laughs> so it, there's so many different ways that that relationship can benefit you. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things too that I've learned from you is around 
taking ourselves. Yes, it's about getting on media is about boosting our credibility. It's a credibility marker and those things. But when we are thinking about the angles that we're pitching and how we can serve, it is about service. It's about the audience. It's not about you. So always leading with what is it that you can bring to this particular show or magazine or radio um, talk show that is going to be of value to their audience, not self-serving. Exactly. And I I always suggest that you think like a viewer. And I, I do. I talk a lot from a TV standpoint because that's my background. But, it, you know, it goes whether you're pitching print, online, radio. Think like a viewer or a listener or reader. If you picked up that magazine, what would you want to see? If you happen to catch an interview with Lynette, what would you want her to tell you? If you didn't know everything you know about your topic that you know about right now. So when you kind of just kind of flip it a little bit and think like a viewer, so many different ideas can come to you that way. Because again, we can be so caught up in our own topics. We know that that set of ideas backwards and forwards. You literally wrote a book about it. (laughs) You know, you know everything about that topic. And sometimes we as viewers or readers need something a little bit more basic, you know, so kind of think again, just thinking about what is someone just starting out on this journey looking for, how can I offer that expertise that will reach that audience member where they are today? Yes, that's such a big thing. And I know I struggled with that myself thinking basic, because when you become immersed in a topic, it feels like, oh, everybody already knows this. No, no, they don't. Yeah, I was just going to say that that's something that, again, holds people back. They worry, well, what if they ask me a question I don't know, and I'm going to feel it's going to make me look like I'm not an expert. Those interviewers, those reporters, those, I mean, those um, anchors and journalists, I always, we know a little bit about a whole lot of things because we're covering so many different stories every day. We don't know everything about your topic the way you do. So chances are we're not going to get that in depth where we're going to stump you. It's gonna, That's so incredibly rare. Don't even worry about that part. Again, think about the basics because that's where the audience, that's where those journalists are. We're trying to figure out, okay, what do we need to know about this topic so that more people can take action and write those books that you can help them with or, or whatever your area of expertise might be. So meet people where they are, not where you think they are mm. based on where you are. <laughs> meet them in their moment, not yours. <laughs> oh my gosh. This episode has been full of value bombs. I think it's going to be one that people go back and listen to more than once. Um, We're running out of time, which is so unfortunate because I could talk to you for days. But before we go, Jeanette, I wanted just to give you a chance. Is there anything else that you think is important for that? Like, is there a word of encouragement that you have for the person, that author that's just on the fence and feeling a little bit of uncomfortableness about being in the spotlight? Any, anything that you'd like to share in closing? I just encourage them to take that leap because once you get out there, once you do an interview, it's going to build your confidence to do another one and do another one and build up that momentum. It's oftentimes just that first step that is the scariest. So take that leap, um, put yourself out there. You you are going to help so many more people. And I, I'm a big believer in, you know, you regret the things you didn't do more than the things you did. And I think about how much I would regret not helping people if I had that opportunity. So I just encourage everyone to take the leap and put yourselves out there. Thank you so much for that. That's yes. I mean, that's so important. Regret. We don't want that kind of regret for sure. Looking back. 
So Danette, for those that, and I mean, let's face it, everybody's going to want to know more about you and what you're doing and how you might be able to help them. What's a good way to stay in touch and, and follow what you're up to in the world? I would encourage everyone to follow me on social media. I'm going to be much more active going forward there. Um, and any projects, any programs that I come up with, I'll be posting on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. So follow me on those. Perfect. Perfect. And I'm sure that everyone will be lining up to get on your friends list. And um, thank you again from the very bottom of my grateful heart. I'm so appreciative that you came into my life and that you came to the show today to share your brilliance with our audience. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. That's a wrap for this week's episode. We can't wait to hear how you put what you learned today into action. Remember, the journey from book idea to bestseller and beyond is within your reach. Keep writing, keep learning, and keep pushing forward on your path to becoming the published author you aspire to be. And for more tips and encouragement to support you on the journey, follow us on Instagram at, at @shegetspublished. On behalf of your host, Lynette Pottle, thanks for being a part of the She Gets Published community. See you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.